0: You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio.
1: Today is National Weather Person's Day, Kelly, and that is also Mm -hmm. the day that we celebrate the birth of one Randy Ollis.
2: Good morning to you, Bullseye. Yeah, hello there, Steve and Kelly. Good to be with you here, a little extended hour with you guys, so uh, glad to be here, though. Yep, National Weather Person's Day and yours truly, birthday number 68, so hard to believe I made it this this long, but God is good, so. (laughs) Does it
0: seem suspicious to anyone else that his birthday and National Weather Person's Day are on the same day?
2: You know, most most people think I'm kidding when I say that, but it's it's true. Google it, and it, this is National Weather Person's Day. It Used to be National Weathermen's Day, but they changed it to National Weather Person's Day, which they should have, and they did. And I'd like to say they, you know, you know, created this day because of me, but they didn't. It was because of uh, Mr. Jeffries back in what what year was that, Steve? Seventeen hundred and something. That oh yeah, yeah. Was he was just, the first weather observer, I guess, to uh, yeah. like go up in a balloon or whatever he did, yeah. and you know, take some recordings. So in honor of him, you got the weather business going and I say, thank you. Cause I had a career of it here. So I appreciate that doing some weather guessing. So, but yeah, it is my birthday and uh, national weather person's day is on February the 5th.
1: Well, and on top of that too, though, um, not just being your birthday, but you said, you know, surprised make it this long and God has sustained you through that career. Every single one of them. And I know they've been up and down years and they've been challenges and along the way. So, you want to share a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, well, uh, absolutely. I mean, everybody's got their ups and their downs here. And, um, you know, I've always been a a, a weather geek. I got saved at the age of six years old through Child Evangelism Fellowship, CEF, which I'm now donating more of my time to since I'm fully retired. That's where I feel like the Lord's calling me into the, uh, the ministry and volunteering, helping them out. As an ambassador for CEF, but you know, I really think that because I got you know saved at the age of six years old, the scripture says that God puts the oh hey helper, God puts the uh, desires <laughs> He just came in into our heart, and uh, so I've always been fascinated by weather. And you know, I grew up in the Chicago land area, and used to put my mother's kettle out in the back porch and stick a ruler in there, and measure the rain and the snow, and had a chart in my bedroom wall and wrote down how much rain, how much snow, the high temperature, low temperature for the date. And I uh, would call the weatherman of Chicago and say, hey, this is Randy out in Elgin, Illinois, you know, give him my weather report. So anyway, always been fascinated by weather, still fascinated by weather. And uh, one thing led to another. While at Northern Illinois University, I, uh, my junior year, they had a student run newscasts. Nobody wanted to do the weather. I was young and naive. I'm old and naive still. But I said, I'll do it. I'll do it. And that's how I got my start. So my junior and senior year at Northern Illinois, I did the weather and the little student-run TV newscasts that we did, and um, I just happened to hit the right timing. A lot of stations were hiring their own weather specialists, you know, in the late 70s. And I landed my first job in Wausau, Wisconsin, and moved on from there to Dayton, Ohio. Worked there three years, Oklahoma City two years, and Indianapolis for almost 40 years here, so Indy's home. And, um, you know, all along the way, it's been uh, challenging. I remember my first – you guys cut in here if when I start rambling, which is usually every day I ramble on and on. But I remember when I took my first job up in Wausau, Wisconsin, I verbally gave them a commitment that I'm going to stay for a year. didn't sign a contract, but I said, yeah, I'll stay for a year here. You know, usually you work those small markets and move on. Well, about six months into it, I got a call to – uh, a job offer from Dayton, Ohio. And they said, said, hey, can you come work for us? And I said, no. I said, I got to stay, you know, for a year. And they said, did you sign a contract? And I said, no. But I gave him the, gave my word that I would stay. I'll never forget the, uh, the guy that wanted to hire me. He said, sometimes you need to be as ruthless as management. Just come work for us. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, I said, I gave him my word to stay for a year. And I stayed for a year, and they waited for me. Can you believe that? They waited another six months, and they hired me after a year. But that was a, I think early in my career, that was a test of my uh, my commitment to the Lord, if I was going to be honest or not, you know, and keep my word. And um, it's been every, every, every move, it's been like that. You know, it's always a challenge to see if we're going to do what God asks us to do, or are we going to do it the world's way and say, I'm going to break my contract and just go, or whatever it is. So... I've always said, too, that the Lord is my agent, and he has taken care of me all the way through the ups and downs here, the uh, four TV stations that I've worked at. So
0: i got to ask you a quick question, Randy. When yeah. when you got that call from Dayton, and you had given your word and you wanted to honor your word, yes. I mean, that, that obviously, um, to, to anyone else looking in, I mean, that would speak highly of your character, but did you recognize that as being a, a test of... Your, yeah. your faith in keeping your word at that time. Did you recognize that might be a test? I think so.
2: Yeah, I believe so. I thought, you know what, I gave him my word, and uh, you know, if I want God's best for my life, and it doesn't always mean you're going to have smooth sailing <laughs> when you go through life here, but uh, you know, it's it's. I gave him my word, and I, I was a young guy back then, and I just thought I I've got to keep my word. And my mom and dad raised me, and the right. My mom was a believer. My dad was not a believer until he was 65 years old. Some. My mom had the greatest spiritual impact, you know, in my life growing up. She was a prayer warrior, uh, just a godly woman, a saint, and, you know, prayed for my dad all the time. She had to wait many years for him to get saved. But uh, I just think those principles stuck with me. And very early in life, you know, the Lord allowed me to be tested. Are you going to keep your word or not? So I uh, said, no, I'm not coming, but, you know, God had other plans. And he says, okay, you know, he waited another six months, and I went to Dayton so where I met my wife in Dayton, Ohio. He, the Lord is going to get me there sooner one way or the other, you know. But I went to the right way by waiting those extra six months. And we did some Dayton in Dayton, then we got married in Dayton. And <laughs> um, uh, so that's what I always say. So anyway, it's just, you know, each move has been really unique. So I went to Dayton, Ohio, worked there three years. And then the Weather Channel started up, you know, on cable. And I had a job offer from the Weather Channel to go down there could have worked with Mr. Cantori, you know Jim Cantore but anyway this is right when it started and um, uh, they offered me the job but I still had a few weeks to go on my contract in Dayton Ohio and again it was like you know you can just just take off and leave but the station would not let me out of my contract to take the Weather Channel job and so I had to pass up on that mm-hmm. and uh, as I look back I'm glad that it didn't work out to, uh, to go to the Weather Channel just I have nothing against them but i God had other plans, and again, and we need to follow him. So instead of going to the Weather Channel, Allison and I, you know, we got married, and we went to Oklahoma City, worked there for two years, and then the job opened up at Channel 8, uh, Wish TV, and even then I had just signed a contract in Oklahoma City, and they let me out of it. So, you know, sometimes they wouldn't let me out of it, and they did let me out of it in Oklahoma City to come to Indy. The, the point is, you know, God's always testing Our faith. Are we going to be faithful to him? Are we going to do what we tell others we're going to do? Each move that we have made, and Allison would agree with me, it's been very obvious where the Lord has told us to go. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, he says, just trust me, trust me. Even when we don't know what we're doing or where we're going, usually he just shows us one step at a time. But um, uh, he's always been my agent. And a lot of people on TV have their own agent who goes in there, you know, and, both guns are blaring and saying, get my, you know, my person here more money or this or that, and they go back and forth. And I've always felt very strong inside that the Lord has said, I will be your agent. And, um, uh, you know, there's one time too, I can share this story that when, there was a time when my contract was coming up at Channel 8 and I did call an agent in town just to kind of check him out. But that was the same day, where I read in the scriptures in my quiet time how, uh, you know, the Israelites, they wanted to have their, their king.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
2: Lord says, nope, don't, don't have a king. But they insisted on having their own king. And so the Lord said, okay, we'll see how that works out. And it was the same day that I talked to the agent, I just felt totally convicted. And I said, nope, that's what scripture is for, is it teaches, you know, <laughs> the things that happen in the biblical days, you know, it's there for us to learn. And uh, so I told the agent, "Now yeah, I'm not going to sign on with you here. I just don't feel led to do it." So, but it was close. But I just felt convicted, and it was amazing. Though the same day, I just happened to read in the scriptures how the Israelites insisted on like, having their own king,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: the Lord finally says, "Go ahead and do it." And how that worked out? You know, yeah. it didn't work out too well. <laughs> so I've always, I've always, I've always said that. You know, I mean, the Lord's blessed us, but I've always said I'd, I'd rather, you know make less money or whatever and do it the Lord's way and have his blessing than to do it my way and perhaps make a lot more money, you know, using an agent but not have his blessing. Does that make sense there? Because he can take a little bit and just make it go even farther than doing it the world's way so there's more problems that comes with it. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not all about the money. It really isn't. It's about, you know, obeying him and leaving the results in his hand, as Charles Stanley says. You obey God and lead the results up to him yeah you got me preaching now here Kelly and Stevie I but I just look back at it and how he's been faithful all the way through my job firing back in 1989 it um, was a miraculous story the cancer episode 2017 you know how he brought me through that and I'm still going I mean one of the days he's going to call me home he's gonna call you guys home too and um, uh, but he's been he's been faithful during the the entire stretch during those ups and during those downs.
1: Well, not only in that, but also along the way, you've had some other challenges health-wise, and God has seen you through that. Share a little bit about those types of things that uh, he has been able to really sustain you
2: through. Yeah, I mean, I've had a, I, I, I'm have had pretty much a healthy person, but I've had a stretcher. I think getting up at 2.30, quarter 3 in the morning for 30 years caught up with me for a while and uh, some you know health issues came along. I had my Bell's Palsy. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that when I had my Bell's Palsy uh, episode where my, half my face was paralyzed and I stayed on the air. I've always felt like for all the issues that I had during the job firing, the Bell's Palsy issue, the cancer episode that I went through, I really felt like the Lord each time said, make it public. Let the people know what you're going through a lot of people shy away from that a lot of stations would not let their talent stay the here with bell's palsy but channel eight was nice enough to let me do it but it really gave me a a chance to to you know share with the viewers and listeners on radio too that you know my security is not in my performance and it's not in my looks we all know that but it's in that you know personal relationship with jesus christ and um uh, each way all the way through that you know he was there in, in he was faithful to uh, uh, to get me through and get our get our family through it. So, um, you know, that's 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 who your identity is, and that is in that that personal relationship with, with Jesus Christ.
1: Well, so many people, though, Kelly, I didn't think about this. They identify or make their career their identity, mm-hmm. or their oh. status their identity, or maybe even their role in the home. You know, as their yeah. identity. Yeah. Which is a complete lie because yep. truthfully,
2: um, God's word says we are so, so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that kind of identifies with idols in our life too. And we all have idols in our life as well. You know, I mean, he, the Lord wants first place in our life. I'm not sh- saying I'm there, but, you know, I'm, I'm on my way. And um, uh, it, was, it was an example I read somewhere, you know, you, you, You you, you can our body's a a temple. The scripture says our body's a you know temple of the Holy Spirit, and um, and you you can have a house that's totally cleaned out, but there's one closet that's you know got dust and junk or whatever things that should not be there, and the Lord knows our our lives and our bodies too. We may be ninety nine percent fully devoted to Him, but He's going to go after that one percent area that you know has a stronghold in her life or that has first place in her life instead of the Lord. And he knows where that is. And sometimes it ain't pleasant. So, you know, Charles Stanley always says, never hang on to anything so tightly that the Lord can't pry it away, you know, your fingers from it because that's what he's going to go after. And, um, uh, you know, it's a lifelong process. I'm not there. I'm on my way. But it's a fascinating journey. It really is. You know, we're we're all created at the right time. We're all wired in the exact way that God wants us to be wired for whatever he's called us to do. Um, I remember, you know, I'm an OCD guy. I've struggled with anxiety my my whole life. I really have. And uh, there's a period of time when I really just struggled on the air doing what God called me to do it. And I remember one time I was between the morning show and the noon show at Channel 8. I went for a little drive in my car just to get away. And I just remember crying out to God saying, Lord, I can't even do what you've called me to do. And I just felt like the Lord responded back and says, I know, that's why I called you to do it. Yeah. And I thought, what? I thought, you know, I was always taught that we have these spiritual gifts and we should just be able to sail right through it, no problems at all, you know, nail those forecasts and everything else. But uh, I, really, I really struggled for a while. And uh, I remember uh, one time trying to get some counseling through uh, a church and then they said, I'm sorry, but we don't have any counseling available. And uh, this is from my late 20s, early 30s, and I just felt totally helpless, but along came Charles Stanley. (laughs) and He started preaching about the exchange life, and uh, I think God was just showing me that you can't do what I called you to do, but I can do it through you. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was during my job loss back in 89 where he really opened my eyes to understand who I am, you know, Galatians Mm -hmm. 2.20. You know, for I've been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself up for me. And that's been a key verse to uh, bring me through my whole career. And, you know, the world's way is to get better and stronger. You read these self-help books, you know, and you go faster on the treadmill, trying to keep up with the Jones or whatever, and then you fall flat on your face but the lord showed me right after i got fired in 89 as a believer we don't have to do that we're a child of the king and instead of, instead of getting better like the world does we get deader in life and by that it's every day when you wake up you say lord this is your day i can't do it i surrender to you but you can do it through me and that was a key passage he had for me that really helped prolong my career i don't have to do it in my strength i just you know i just surrender every day the best I can. Some days are better than others. And um, uh, he does it through us. And for me, that's been the the, the big thing in my career is just finding out who I am in Christ and letting him live his life through me. And uh, so much took place on the cross, not just our ticket to heaven. You know, a lot of believers in that thing, oh, I'm saved, you know, and you live like the world. Well, I don't, don't, that's kind of dangerous because there's so much more to it. And um, uh, he wants to have that personal relationship. Not only have you come to heaven, but he wants to live his life through each one of his children on a day-by-day basis as we surrender to him. We don't get better. We get deader. Yeah. And by that, I mean we just totally surrender. And a lot of times it's hard to let go. We want control, and we want to do it our way. And yeah. uh, his way is the best, and it's it's hard sometimes. It's hard to let pry those fingers open and take away those things that we want to hang on to. So I hope that makes sense. But that's, yeah, it does the secret of my career and that's just coming to the end of myself and saying lord i can't do it doesn't mean i live a perfect life but but he can do it through me and he can do it through you too
0: well his strength so. is made perfect in our weakness and we're to glorify him yeah. and i think yeah. it's it's fascinating randy you know as you talked about um going from job to job and uh, being offered different positions but your time had not been up Yet, where you had committed to stay, each each job offer was bigger than the last, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's a that'd be a, a rough temptation for some people, yeah. and oh, that's absolutely. so attractive, and and that's you know what a, what a test, yeah. and yeah. i I've, I've heard people say. You know, we do get confused sometimes, even as Christians. It seems like when we're looking for a job sometimes, it's either feast or famine. You get nothing or you get so many offers. And I've heard people say, well, God is so good. Now I have so many offers, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Um, No, you know what to do. Be still and listen and honor your commitments. And I I can't think of a single set of ears this morning of all the people that we know who listen to Moody Radio that did not need to hear what you've shared this morning. This has been so good.
2: It's 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 not easy, but I mean you know the journey I'm on. He's taking everybody on the same journey. We just have a little different route, but, but the, the the end goal is to have have him take complete control of our life. Yeah. And if you want the if you want the best life that he has to offer you during your journey on Earth, you need to let go. And by the way, I'm really excited. You know, I'm fully retired, but I still have I I'm blessed to be on Moody Radio with. Kelly and Steve. I can't believe I said that, Kelly. <laughs> but I'm blessed to be on with you. They have this platform. You know, I have speaking engagements coming up. I enjoy going to, you know, churches, usually the smaller ones, and just sharing my testimony. So I'm in the process now of <clears throat> working in uh, on, a, on a testimony, my journey of faith testimony, in which I am going around. I'm speaking to a, a bunch of um, church people this coming Thursday to luncheon, and uh, I'm going to do my Journey of Faith talk and talk about how I got fired and how the Lord brought me back. And um, uh, when I was fired, you know, the th- I'm going to ha- have three questions. And One is, uh, you know, why do we worship the Lord? Is it because he fixes things or is it because of who he is? And that's a deep question every believer has to answer. You know, why do we worship him? Because he always makes things right the way we want it because it doesn't always turn out that way. And You know, a couple other questions, too. My final question is going to be the most important question. Steve, you talked about it this morning. But this is the the most important question any person is going to have to answer, and that is, what do you do with Jesus Christ? Mm -hmm. Because how you answer that will determine where you spend eternity. And like you said, it's not just head knowledge, but it's got to be in the heart, you know, realizing that you are a sinner, realizing that Christ died and paid the penalty for your sins on the cross and receiving him into your heart as your personal Savior. You know, if you do that, you can spend eternity with him. If you don't do it or you say, well, I want to think about it, then you're you're on your way to hell is what the Bible says. And um, but that question is the most important question that any person on this earth will ever have to answer, and that is, what do you do with Jesus Christ?
1: Well, we're going to so. give you the opportunity to— ask that question because, you know, one of the things, Randy, that I find is that we allow our experiences of being raised in the world, having experiences of the world, that those things, we are the ones who begin to identify with those things, and that clouds, mm. you know, who we are. We, yeah. we get to a place where we go, wait a minute, I'm whatever fill in the blank, you know, I'm not worthy, I have sinned, I've done all these horrible things, but we are completely and wholly accepted in Christ, it's yep. it's a remarkable thing that we are justified, uh, we are counted as righteous because of the righteousness of Christ that is put on to us, and we are secure. And no yep. matter what everybody's experience may have been, you know, you could be the child of divorce, and that kind of makes you leery of abandonment from someone, or you know, any number of things could have happened in someone's life that says, I don't know if this is real, if it's going to last. But All right. in Christ, we are secure, free forever of that condemnation and that fear uh, yeah. because we have significance it, to our Heavenly Father. And so I'm sure there is somebody who does not know that or maybe has not yet answered that call and question. So as we close things out, would you maybe extend that invitation to someone, Randy?
2: Yeah, and you know, too, if I can just quickly add, to yeah. two people say, yeah, but how do you know? How do you know you're really saved? You can't know if that's true or not. And, you know, I've I i I've been saved, what, for 67 years now, I guess it is. And, uh, you know, and the Bible says these things are written so that you may know that you have eternal life. I don't have to guess. The Bible also says that his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. There's another promise, another assurance in the scriptures here that we are uh, truly his children, and uh, you know, I know that I know that I know that I am saved, and it's by you know nothing that I have done. But it's just at the age of six years old, I you know accepted Christ into my life as my personal Savior, and it's been a fascinating journey, ups and downs, ever since then. And uh, you know, I really think that as 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 believers, we go through even more trials than the. What, what the unsaved people do. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just really do. I know some people who are, are not Christians and they never have a problem in their life, you know, as far as I know. At least it seems like they don't. But for, you know, a believer, we're going to have those trials. And he's using those trials to mold us into the image of his son, Jesus. And also he's using those trials to uh, develop that that deeper and more intimate relationship with each one of his children. So it's it's been a fascinating journey. Not easy all the time, but, uh, you know, persevere through it and trust him. And, and, you know, as Charles Stanley says, you obey God and leave the consequences up to him. Completely. Mm-hmm. Completely. Completely. Yes. Goodness gracious. This is a great conversation. Happy birthday, man. Thanks. Where's my donuts? I, I hear seen the
1: kids donuts, up no. in the background. They got the grands <laughs> over there.
2: And Helper came in. He was outside. He was just up here, <laughs> he putting put his head in my lap, going a few little pats on the head. So <laughs> that's all you just want, Randy? He heard the he heard the gospel message. Helper did. <laughs> so, there you anyway. go. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: Well, we're very, very grateful for you to share that this morning. I know somebody's life has been impacted, and so if you have not um, given your life to Christ, you know, you can always text us or call us eight hundred nine six nine nine four six seven. We will get back in touch with you. Um, you know, you can pray when we do present the gospel on the air. So, um, Randy, want you want to present that? Sure. Just let's do it.
2: Yep. So so any, so any, anybody wants to receive Christ, they what? Well, just repeat after me. I guess that the the prayer doesn't save them, but putting their faith in Christ will save them. You know. So uh, at any rate, uh, you know, let's just pray and Father God, we do just uh, thank you for sending Jesus to the earth here on on His mission. His mission was to go to the cross and and um, uh, to give His life and shed His blood for our salvation. So I just thank you, Lord, that at the age of six years old through a uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship. I heard the uh, the, the gospel message that uh, at the age of six years old, that if I wanted to go to heaven, that I needed to repent of my sins and that Christ died on the cross for my sins. And uh, I just thank you, Lord, that I had a godly mother where I went home and said, Mommy, I want to go to heaven. So I just thank you for, for her and her love for you and how we got down on our knees, and I prayed to accept Christ at the age of six years old. And just my prayer today, dear God, that if there's somebody out there who's not really sure if they're saved, uh, your word says, let today be the day of salvation, and all they have to do is just come to you humbly and just say, God, I'm a sinner. I'm sorry for my sins. I believe that Christ did die on a cross and shed his blood as payment for my sins, and that he rose again on the third day and by faith I ask Christ into my life as my lord and my personal savior and I believe that is true because your word says that is true and in you know Jesus name I pray amen and if somebody prayed that simple prayer and they meant it in their heart they're on their way to heaven and don't let the devil discourage you by saying you're not saved or you've committed too many bad sins um, uh, th- those sins are are forgiven they're as far as east is from the west, that they are separated and uh, they are gone. So, anyway, I appreciate it, guys. Let me me share my testimony and do a little evangelizing here on the radio. I think that might be the first time that I did that on the radio here. So,
0: that's awesome. And by the way, uh, if you did pray along with Randy, it is that simple. You you. If you prayed that and you were sincere in your heart, you are saved. there's nothing you can do to earn your salvation. Nope. it is a gift of God.
2: and it's a simple prayer it's not any fancy words it's just a uh, heart that is surrendered to him and uh it's it's <laughs> it's faith it's 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 so easy it's so difficult you know what I'm saying here so it, the old flesh always thinks we have to add something to it. Mm-hmm. there's nothing to add to it. it's just his total shed blood and his grace and his love and all we need to do is receive it and ask him to come into our come into your heart and he's going to change your life and he's going to give you a fascinating journey not an easy one all the times but you're going to learn a lot as you walk with him so i'm not there i'm on my way but it's been a fascinating 67 years you're listening to mornings with kelly and steve on moody radio from the word to life